0: morning time here in Blacksmiths, New South Wales. See, I can hear the ocean crashing against the shore. It's a beautiful sound. And I'm so lucky to wake up to that every day and go to bed to that every day. I've just done my morning move combo. It's a challenge I've set myself. 20 minutes every morning, straight after the dog walk. And it's a simple thing, three movements. So a combo of three things, set the timer, go for 20 minutes. I think I'm on day 30-something. I set 68 days randomly, and at the end of that, I'm not quite sure, but I think I'll just increase it to 25 minutes maybe. We'll see. It's just been such a powerful thing um the actual magic of the combo itself and why i love it what love that format so much is that you only do somewhere between 4 and 8 or maybe 10 reps of the same movement before you move on to the next one and then you do a small number of the next one and the third one and then you go back to the beginning so you're doing all of them multiple times but you're not doing them multiple times in a row, you get a break and you do something different. And it's magic because, for example, one of them today was forward rolls. And I'm really clumsy and bad at forward rolls. Actually, I I must reframe that. That's negative self-talk. But forward rolls are something I'm still a beginner at and I still have a way to go to cement that motor pattern better. But because I only had to do three in each direction for each time, I had the time to – I didn't feel stressed by it. I didn't feel, oh, my God, I've got to do these forward rolls because, well, it's three in each direction. Who cares? And I took my time. Um, that's one of my resolutions with this. I don't want to rush through the combo because I want to sense – what I'm doing. That's how I'm going to pick up my motor patterns, what I've got and what I want to be like, what I, have. I want to improve them. So I want to be in, in full sensing and noticing, not too slow, but slow enough. And I picked up a very clear difference between left and right. On one side, I could more or less do an acceptable forward roll. On the other side, I was all over the place. It was a real effort to end up facing in the same direction, to not veer off to the left. Um, But as the combo progressed, as the 20 minutes progressed, and I did my fourth, fifth or whatever, well, each set, each time I came back to the forward rolls, I was a little bit better. And I could feel that, and it was so palpable and so clear, and the movement made more sense to me. I had a better concept of where to put my arm down, in what angle, in what direction, which way to look with my face, which part of my shoulder contacts the ground, which part of my torso contacts the ground, what is the internal feeling as I land and come up, come back up, so my torso is facing forward. And It was wonderful. And it was wonderful because I wasn't just saying, oh, I have to improve my forward rolls, I'm going to do a 100 of them. Because as soon as you get past a certain number, you start doing them badly, you start hating them, you start feeling frustrated at yourself. I use the word you, I should say I. Um, That's what happens when I try to improve a certain motor pattern by just doing it over and over and over. And the beauty of the combo is as soon as you've done – Forward rolls in each direction. I went off and did the next one, uh, which was a balance split squat. I'm just on a 2x4 beam that's supported slightly off the ground with a couple of bricks. I've got one foot in front of the other, and I'm just coming down into some might call it a lunge, but um, just and I don't even go all the way down because I know that I get past a point where I can no longer maintain good form. So I go down as far as I feel I'm maintaining reasonable form. And for me, that means I've refrained from shrugging my shoulders up um, and nothing's hurting in my knees. And again, I discovered that I hadn't been hinging at the hips properly, I thought I was all this time. I've been trying to do these, but I actually hadn't been pushing my butt backwards enough, and therefore I was ending up leaning forwards with my torso too much. So it was a discovery i I'm going go on about every thing I learned, but um it, every time I do these every single morning, I make these little discoveries. And so it's been a fantastic process because every single morning I'm giving myself incontrovertible proof that I am learning to understand my motor patterns, to notice them, to find little details of things I can do slightly differently that feel better. And I'm constantly in that state of sensation so that I can notice the patterns. If I just did the movements on automatic pilot while listening to music and quickly to get it over with and too many of them so I'd get fatigued and frustrated, I wouldn't be getting the benefits. And doing it in this combo format and having a timer that's going to go off at 20 minutes, and 20 minutes is nothing, so it's not scary, it's not intimidating, it doesn't make me feel, oh, God, I've got to do my move now. On the the contrary, it makes me look forward to it And I feel a sense of achievement afterwards now to, of course, people who are fantastic at movement and movement in general. That's a paltry effort. But it's fantastic. I'm here to say it is fantastic. And the last one was the crawl, foot hand crawl. And I just had this epiphany while I was walking the dog this morning about what is meant by lazy legs, both My trainer in Brisbane, Matt Rutley, best trainer in the world, stage six gym in Brisbane, and my son, Jake, who's also a movement trainer, used this word, lazy legs. Um, Generally, through activities where you um, either, well, there was this fighting monkey thing with a tennis ball and you had to jump over the tennis ball as it spun around your feet. Um, And I would think what What do you mean, lazy legs? I'm trying as hard as I can. It's kind of annoying someone saying that word, lazy. But I just I finally got it, and this is the analogy I came up with while I was walking. If you've picked up, if you've had a, if you have a child, you will have picked up a child in different circumstances. If you pick up a child when it's um, fast asleep and absolutely completely floppy. That's experience A. If you pick up the child when it's awake and happy and calm, that's experience B. And pick up the child when it's screaming and thrashing around, that's experience C. Now, out of those three, B is where the child feels the lightest to pick up and to carry and to walk around with. Because between you and the child, there's like a dance. They're making a bit of effort. They're, they're not, like, trying hard to be carried well because it comes naturally, but their muscles are not completely floppy and um, loose. They are active and they're using their stabilising system and you're active and using your stabilising system and the two together form a synergy and so it's it feels lighter, even though the child might weigh the same in all three scenarios. And similarly, when Matt taught us to carry people, in all these different ways of carrying across your shoulders and on your back, etc. He taught us that that if you're the person being carried, you can just flop and then you'll feel super heavy and be really hard to carry. Or you can be a little bit active. You're not pushing or trying hard, but you're just on that in that place where you're just active, you're not floppy, you're not tense, you're neither. You're in between. And that's when it's the easiest to carry someone. And so I suddenly realized while I was walking that that is how my arms and legs have been. They've been like these floppy children or floppy humans. They're not doing anything. Um, And the torso is doing all the work. And no wonder the torso is feeling under strain. And so I've started to walk with this conscious attitude of actually pushing my foot into the ground with each step and with my arms almost like I'm swimming, pushing through the air. I mean, it's very slight. It doesn't make me look any different when I'm walking. You wouldn't know I was doing it. It's a mental thing, but it does create this elasticity and power and tension within the limbs, which then allows the torso to do its stabilizing function more efficiently. And having discovered this on my walk, I tried it with my foot hand crawl, and it made a huge difference. With the foot hand crawl, I hadn't realized this, but I was just plonking my hands on the ground. The hands were just like these floppy, passive appendages. They were not active. They were not partaking of the movement. And so I started to actually grab the floor with my hands and push the floor away from me with my hands and use my fingers, not just the heel of the hand, but the whole hand. And it made a huge difference to how it felt to do that foot hand crawl, which is still for me quite a a difficult movement. I can do it, but it feels like hard work, and what I noticed when I was able to have both my, um, all four of my limbs be more active and participate in the movement was that my torso didn't swing around in a million different directions and lose energy, because if you're going forward but part of you is going sideways and upwards and not going forward, then you're not going forward efficiently. It made a huge difference to that. So I was going forward more efficiently using my torso um, as it should be as a stabiliser. I must watch Owan. This is Owan LaCour, the founder of Movenat, doing a foot hand crawl now that I've had these insights. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say today. Um, My episode yesterday made me realise how unpracticed I am at talking about movement stuff and so um, I'm kind of used to talking about food stuff but I'm not used to talking about movement stuff so I'm gonna well I don't know what I'm gonna do because I don't plan these episodes but maybe I'll talk about more movement, more movement stuff so that I can get better at it um, all right well that'll do that's it for today have a great day